0: Well, you look so good. Stand up one more time. All over the building at every campus. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. morning. Oh, how great is our God. Sing with me how great is our God. All will see how great, how great is our God. His name is above every name. Praise Him today. It's your name. Oh somebody has experienced that. Somebody's thankful for the goodness of God. Praise his name. Smile at somebody around you. They say that every third person is extremely born, is extremely good looking. So look, look around you and say, I must be number three. Just tell them that. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to open it up or turn it on or ever how you do it to the, first, the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. I'll begin reading in verse 8. And the Lord called Samuel again a third time. So he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you did call me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be if he calls you that you must say... Everybody say these words, please. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, Speak, for your servant hears. Then the Lord said to Samuel, Behold, I will do something in Israel at which both ears of everyone who hears it will tingle. I want to preach to you for a few moments about how to discern the whispers of God the whispers of God, how to discern them, how to hear the voice of God, because John 10 is very clear that God still speaks. Maybe not audibly, but He does to our spirit. He does absolutely have a voice. John 10, Jesus said, My sheep will know my voice. One of the evidences, one of the proofs of, of the fact that you're a sheep and not a goat. And that, that's a biblical illustration that is used to, between God's, God's uh, flock and Satan's flock. And he calls Satan's flock goats, and he calls his flock sheep. And he said, My sheep know my voice, they learn to hear my voice. And I want you to understand God still speaks. He desires to communicate. He speaks to, as the text that I just read, he speaks to young people. He speaks to teenagers. He speaks to children. He speaks to business people. He speaks to dads, husbands, men. The the problem is we don't have the ears or our ears are so cluttered with the things of life and other voices that it drowns out His voice. And the big thing that I've learned about God, I preach more now out of experience than I do out of just... um, My study stuff has changed. I don't know how to explain it, but... I'm in a season in my life and the season that I'm in that I'm teaching you as much, not just what I've learned from books, but what I've learned from life and walking with Jesus for many, many years. And God seldom yells. That's why you have to stay sensitive to him because when he speaks, it's a whisper. It's usually, and most people are so busy and in such a, a big thing that they don't have that sensitivity that anywhere God wants to speak. He doesn't yell. He doesn't scream. He whispers. And in this text, in 1 Samuel 3, Samuel kept getting uh, awakened by the voice of God calling his name two times, Samuel, Samuel. And he woke up. And he thought it was so real to him. He thought that it was the high priest who was down the hall. He was asleep, and it was night, and it was dark. And he goes down, and he knocks on the high priest's door, Eli, and Eli, and he wakes him up, and Eli says, I didn't call you. Go back to sleep. He goes back. It happens again. He says, I did not call you. Go back. A few hours later, he hears the voice again a third time, and when he goes the third time and wakes the old priest up, the priest said, I perceive that God is trying to speak to you. The next time you hear that voice, say, speak, Lord, your servant hears. And God spoke to him. And those words were so powerful, they would shake the life of Samuel. Samuel would be, go on to become the premier prophet of the Old Testament. The Bible said so powerful were those whispers that God would give him that when he would speak... Not one word fell to the ground. That when he would prophesy, not one thing he would speak would not come to pass. So powerful were the words that he spoke that when Israel had to have a king, God told Samuel to go to Jesse's house and it would be one of his sons and he brought in seven sons. He had eight, but he only brought in seven and he started to pour the oil on the firstborn, which would be pretty, pretty normal because God had already told him that one of the sons from that household, but the voice of the Lord was so clear to Samuel that God said, that's not the one. And he held the oil back. And he went to the second one. God said, that's, this, is, this is what... That is not the one. That is not the one. He said it seven times. And he turned and he said, is there not any other sons? And he said, well, I've got one out in the field. He said, send for him. And the moment he walked in, think think of the importance of this whisper. The moment that little shepherd boy David walked in, the voice of the Lord came in Samuel's ears and said, that's the one. Anoint him. He will become the king of Israel. Anoint him. And out of his seed will come forth Messiah. What a powerful moment. What if he had missed those whispers? What if he had not learned to develop his ear to hear the voice of God? How important are those whispers? Not one word fell to the ground. I was thinking about my own life when I stood at a crossroad, at a transition, at a a time in my life where I was unsure and it was uncertain, it was exciting, and it was uncertain. And I felt anxiety and I felt also like it was an important time in my life. And I remember I was in school, in college, and I was really seeking God the, the summer that I came home from school. I was seeking God and the school was off. And I, 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 I was saying, Lord, what's the big picture for, for my life? I was trying to figure out you know am i am I going to be a teacher? I don't want to teach music am I going to be a performer, and I decided I was going to try to be a performer and I was practicing and all of that on the horn five, six hours a day somewhere. During that summer, I just felt so desperate that something said to me, just fast for three days and put it on the altar. And I, I, if I were to be honest, I had a little nudging, like I, I knew I was supposed to preach, but I wouldn't even go there. And I went those three days, and it was around midnight, and I went to the tabernacle down the road that my dad, who was like a bishop or whatever you would call it over a bunch of churches... And that they would gather once a year. And it was a room that held about 1,600 people. And it was dark. No lights were on. I had a key. I went in. And I just prayed. It was almost midnight. I was so looking forward to midnight because I was going to be eating at 12.01. <laughs> and I had poured my heart out to God in those three days. And I said, well, I don't know what you want me to do, but you're going to have to tell me clearly I'm willing, I am willing to do whatever you want me to do, but you're going to have to tell me. And I'm telling you around midnight, I heard the whisper of God deep in my spirit. And he said, I have called you to preach. Go preach and do what I've called you to do. And it was one of those moments. It was just a whisper. I didn't see it written in Technicolor I didn't see graffiti on the side of the tabernacle. I didn't have an angel tap me. I didn't see the room light up with a glow. All I had was I was in his presence. I knew I was in his presence. And I had this gentle whisper that said, you're called. I chose you. You didn't choose me. Go. I began to preach and God began to help us as we, me and my brother traveled all over the nation. Then on another occasion, a few years later, talking about the whispers of God. He never yelled at me, just whispers. And I was in a situation where I was a single now by myself. And uh, I was living in Tennessee. And I preached and I met a girl named Cherise Swilly. And we began to date, and God didn't have to yell on that one because I was able to hear the whisper, but I used my eyes too, and I liked what I saw. And I fell in love with her, and at some point, at some point, I knew and I heard the whisper, marry her. She's the one. She's the one. And I don't know what I would have done without Sharice. It's a little funny with her sitting down here on the front, but it's just the truth. I don't know what I would have done without that whisper. And we've been through a lot, but we go through it together. And it's a powerful, powerful thing When God whispers, that's the one. And the Lord told me to tell every single person under the sound of my voice, wherever you're listening to this, for every single person who desires it, there is a whisper coming in your future. That is the one. Because He has a plan for your life. God has a whisper for you. I believe is so important that when we're at crossroads, when we're at major decisions, when we're in transitional places, if we need to hear from God that we absolutely begin to do what Samuel did. We pray for Samuel ears. Samuel ears because if if you don't want to just keep making the wrong choices and stumbling through life, you can learn to hear God's voice. If he could speak to somebody like me, he can speak to you. He can speak to you about your purpose right now. He can speak to you about the season of life that you're in. He can speak to you about your future and what he has for you. A lot of people are counting on you, hearing his voice. A family is waiting on you to hear his voice. The plan of God is all dependent upon you hearing his voice. We must begin to ask God for Samuel ears. Speak, Lord. Somebody needs to pray that sincerely from your heart. And with an attentive, uncluttered ear, speak, Lord, thy servant heareth. Some years after Sharice and I had been traveling all over the nation, um, we, we were invited to come preach at a church called Free Chapel. And the pastor had booked me nine months in advance. And I'm just going to tell some practical stories and I'm, I'm going to preach the word too, but I'm not going to preach long, so just Relax. And um, I still have the envelope somewhere. I ran across it not too long ago and then lost it again. But they called the week that I was scheduled to come and they said the pastor has passed away. Pastor Roy Welburn has passed away. He died on a Friday night. And He had booked me and Sharice to come nine months before. And I had a sermon and I was ready to preach that sermon. And when I heard that the pastor had passed and of course the church was grieving, I felt like, um, number one, I wasn't worthy to come preach and I didn't want to come preach because I felt like it was a, a family, church family thing. I really thought they would probably cancel the service, but they said, no, he, he said from his deathbed, make sure they have service or told, gave those instructions to someone. And so the Lord gave me this little sermon. I changed it, and I still have the envelope. It's from the book of Isaiah, and it was on, uh, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. He said, and I'll give you beauty for ashes, that's it, and the oil of joy for mourning and the garment of praise. And I preached those three points, those three points that Sunday morning. The funeral was going to be after the service, and that morning the Holy Spirit moved beautifully and powerfully and comforted those grieving family, the Welburn family, and all the people who were there, and it was packed. And then the, the funeral happened, and, and somewhere in that service, I can tell you, even when, when the coffin was coming down, I heard the voice of the Lord. Just a whisper. Just a whisper. And he said, they are as sheep without a shepherd. That's it. It wasn't a yell. It wasn't a go to free chapel. I'm going to touch people. We're going to be nothing. They are as sheep and it messed with me. It sunk deep into my soul. I tucked it like Mary. I pondered it in my heart. For days, I told only Charisse that about that, that verse that I heard. It was powerful. It was real. I knew it. Ladies and gentlemen, when you get in a church like this that is open to the Holy Spirit, God knows how to speak to you. People all around you may hear nothing, feel nothing, experience nothing. But if you have Samuel ears... He knows how to interrupt your life with his great plan and destiny. But you must be sensitive, you must be open, and you must have your ear toward heaven. And, of course, we would go on and become the pastors of the church I had preached in hundreds of churches. I'd never heard that scripture come up in me. They are a sheep with no shepherd. I had preached all over this nation in revivals for weeks and weeks and weeks, and never did I hear that scripture and that voice like that. It was a moment where God gave me a whisper. Whispers almost feel reckless. Whispers require you to step out. At some point, I had to leave my denomination, leave my security, leave everything that I had worked to build because God said, this is the way. It requires courage. It requires risk. It requires maybes. Just stepping out on nothing but a maybe. When God called Elisha, the Bible said, Elijah walked up to him and just just a whisper, just through the mantle on him and pulled it off and kept walking. He was out in the field. He was a farmer. His family was generations in farming. The Bible said he had 12 yoke of oxen, and then he had 12 teams. He had servants. He had wealth. He had the old home place. He was to inherit it all. And Elisha's standing in a field, and he's working just a normal job. And all of a sudden, the prophet walks by and throws his mantle and pulls it back and keeps moving. And in that moment, the voice of God came to Elisha, and he said, there goes the will of God for your life. And your Bible said that in that moment, he broke the plow and slew the cows and offered a sacrifice and took off running and followed Elijah until he went up and that mantle fell back down on him with a double portion. How powerful, how powerful are the whispers of God when you understand that, when you, when you break the plow, when you say, Lord, I'm going to follow you, that's, this is why so many people can't hear the voice of God is because they won't break the plow of what they think they should do with their life. The moment you break the plow and you say, I don't want my will. I won't, I'll do anything you want me to do. Just show me. That's when it, not, not with Conditions. But when you break the plow of your comfort zone and you slay the cow, and what he was saying was, I, I, I'm gonna follow the Lord. I've heard a whisper and I'm going after it, but I'll never be back here. I've eliminated plan B. I'm going after him. Look out, God always leads that person. There is a preceding word from God. Jesus said in Matthew 4 that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, notice this word, that proceedeth from the mouth of God. It simply means that as you keep praying in the different times in life that God sends proceeding. It means don't proceed until you get my direction in your life. The proceeding word is beautifully How to proceed is what it means. It's a word that teaches you and shows you how to proceed. How do I move forward? How do I go on? I'm telling you, I'm begging you to hear this message today. This is not another normal Sunday. I believe the Lord has every person listening to me today ready to speak a new, fresh, proceeding word from God. And he needs you to pray and yearn for Samuel Ears at this point, at this intersection, at this transition in your life. Think about Abraham for just a moment. God told him. Everybody say, God told him. Take your son and go up on the mountain and build an altar and raise the knife and kill him. Sacrifice him to me. And he did what God said and he goes up the mountain and the boy lays down and he ties him down and he raises the knife. Watch this. This is the preceding word. Did God tell him to do it? Yes, but thank God he had Samuel ears that he could hear when God said, as he raised the knife, stop. Now I know that you're willing. I was testing you. I don't want you to kill your son. I just wanted to see if you would obey me like the heathens sacrificed their children. I wanted to know if you trusted me with your generations like you claim you do. The greatest thing a parent can do is put a child on the altar and say, they're yours. You love them more than I love them. And I'm going to trust you with them. It's hard. That moment, That's when the next part of that verse is so interesting to me. God said, I swear. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but God sweared one time in the Bible. He said, I swear. I will bless you. It goes on to say, I will, in in blessing, I will bless you. I'll bless you exceedingly because you passed this test. And what was the test? That you could hear my voice. Change your direction. Even though you were doing what I told you to do, I had a new word for this season. New direction when you have the whispers of God. God is going to send new direction and new orders to people under the sound of my voice. And it will take you down the path and the plan and the will of God for your life. I remember when we were... Uh, as a church, um, we, 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 had, we needed to grow, and we were packed, and we couldn't get any more people in. and And so we began to make plans, and you do what you know to do. We prayed about it and felt okay about it, and we hired an architect, and this was many years ago. And we were going to take out that wall right there and expand out about 2,000 more seats. It would have just fanned around. And downstairs, it was going to require all kinds of children's facilities and some things that we needed to do in the expansion. It's a $40 million building project that was to be right there, $40 million. And we had the resources and we had the, 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 the things that we needed to get it all lined up. And I just felt like I didn't, when it got down to making it, time to go, let's go, start it, break the ground, do it. I could not get the peace of God. It, it just, something wasn't right. And I just, it was very humiliating a little bit or humbling would be a better word. Because I went to the board and I went. To this church, some of you were here, and I apologized. And I said, I know that we've told you, but I just don't feel peace about that right now. Can we just shelf it? And I think the people were a lot smarter than I was. They all started clapping, saying yay. I'm like, wow. But within a few weeks, one of our board members was over in Gwinnett, And there was a building on Interstate 85, 21 acres of land with it right on the interstate. And it had been empty for two years. It was brand new, brand new building, brand new roof. All of it was closed in, but all it had was sheet rock inside. All the floors uh, were cement, and it was just an unfinished building. And it had sat unfinished for two years. Parking lot paved, everything sitting there. Brand new church, never been used. And what had happened is two churches had, had joined together and they agreed that they were going to build a bigger church and then something happened and the pastor decided to leave and he went up north somewhere and left and the church fell to pieces and the bank repossessed it and it had set for two years. It was originally offered with the 21 acres for $16 million and then it went down to nine million, and the bank had it, and then they went down to six million, and I'm so glad for the whispers of God. And, 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 and God let us, he didn't tell, because I would have I bought it at nine million, come on. Went down to six million, and then one of the board members, Brian, Brian Boyd and all the board said, let's just offer them 2.8 million, and we got the whole thing, Gwinnett campus, For $2.8 million. God, thank God for the preceding word. I mean, my goodness. God's way is not our way and his plan is not our plan, but one whisper can touch generations. One whisper can touch thousands of lives and they're there and I ought to hear Gwinnett shouting all the way in Gainesville because God knew you would be there today. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing? Only God, only God. To God be the glory. You see, when God speaks and gives you a whisper, it's about others. It's about eternity. It's about souls. One whisper from God. When, he, when Elijah was depressed and he went in a cave and the, and the Bible said God called him out of the cave and in First in Kings 19, the scripture said that an earthquake came, but God was not in the earthquake. And a whirlwind came, but God was not in the wind. And fire fell, but God was not in the fire. But then, after the fire, a whisper, a still, small voice Elijah, go anoint Elisha. One whisper affected three generations. One whisper from God has the power. One word, maybe you're in a storm, and Simon Peter, in the middle of the storm, he heard one whisper, and all the whisper did was say, come, Lord, if it's you, bid me to come. And he heard a whisper. They all should have heard it, but he was the one who had the ear, and he said, come. And he stepped out of the boat. And you are either going to be, there's only two kinds of people, boat people and water walkers. And you'll never have the courage to walk on the water until you learn how to hear him in the middle of a storm, in the middle of, and don't listen to the boat people. They'll talk you out of it. Only listen to him. If he tells you to get out of that boat, get out of that boat, and if you step out, he's gonna make sure that he holds you up, and if you mess up and start to sink, you can take his hand, and he says, let's do together what you can't do by yourself, and they walk back to the boat. Somebody praise Him in this room right now. That voice is that power. The One word can make you walk on top of the storm. And here's what I came to say in closing now. And that don't mean run for the exit. That means, that means get your ears ready. Because... When I was in uh, Jerusalem, I was in my hotel room and, and I was by myself on that trip. I only just had the crew from two or three from the church, the filming crew. But I was over there to tape with TBN and they had set up all kinds of amazing tape, taping places and they had drones even with cameras and, and Matt Crouch said, uh, Jensen, I've set it up for you. And you don't, it's for free. Thank you for doing this for TBN. So there's a ship out there on the Sea of Galilee and it's completely rented and it's yours and it's old wood ship. And he said, we've got uh, three cameramen, we've got a, a drones and it's gorgeous and they'll fly around while you're preaching and tape and go out there and tape a few sermons on the Sea of Galilee. And so I was about to go and do that. And I was thinking about this message, the whisper of God and how that God whispered to Simon Peter specifically. And I heard the Lord, I'm telling you, come strong in my spirit. And he said to tell the people this, and I say it to every one of you. And if you've got an ear to hear, this will go off in you. And if it doesn't, then that's all right. but I wrote these words down and I'll hold on to this little piece of paper because I believe it and I remember where I was and when it happened and it's just so real. I preached the other week about moments that mark us and the Lord said, tell the people your greatest whispers are not in your past. It's not too late. Your greatest assignments and direction and blessings are not in your past. Your greatest whispers are in your future. One of these days, I was with my dad when he passed away, but he heard his greatest whisper on his deathbed. One of these days, I'm gonna hear that whisper. And the Bible said in Revelation. to to him that overcomes, I will call out his name. One of these days, he's going to call my name out. And I won't be afraid of that voice when it calls me to another world. I'm not afraid to die today. I'm not afraid of what's beyond life. I know what's beyond life. Heaven, my home. Jesus, my Savior, the Lamb is the light and streets of gold and walls of jasper and gates of pearl, mansions on the other side of glory where we'll have no sorrow, no pain, no sickness, no tears, no brokenness, no hurt, no pain, no disease, no death. One of these days I'm going to hear that voice say, Jensen. Let's go. My sheep know my voice. You know who I am. Take me by the hand and lead me through the promised land. What a day that will be. And I feel like telling somebody in this, under the sound of my voice, I feel a heavy, uh, like I feel the Lord just whoop. That's how I know sometimes. It's just like there's just this push. I feel boldness to tell you your greatest whispers are not in your past. Raise your hands all over this room and thank Him that the greatest whispers concerning your life, concerning His plan, concerning His destiny, concerning, I don't care about the past. Rip the rearview mirror up down stop living in the past your greatest whispers are in your future just lift those hands like 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 satellite dishes say oh god i want a fresh whisper i want new direction for this season you said the greatest whispers are in my future, so I'm asking you, I'm ready to break the plow. I'm ready. I'm ready to do what you want me to do. I'm serious about it, God. I don't want to waste my life. Speak to me about my children. Some of you parents need to start getting that kind of ear concerning lord give me a burden for my grandchildren speak to me and speak through me i need an ear i need samuel ears so that i can anoint them for the purpose for which you had in mind when you gave them to us now just stand up on your feet at every campus and lift your hands high just for a moment just for a moment i want you to raise those hands and i want you to invite god to give you samuel ears right where dad you need it sir you need it i I know this may not be your bag of tea as they say or you you know but but i'm gonna tell you you're a good man you're a good father you love your family and you need the voice of god in your life you, need, you don't have to be like me. You don't have to be like somebody. But you need, the, your wife needs you. Your children need you to have those kinds of ears that every once in a while, you not, are not only the provider of that home, but you are the priest of that home. And God can speak to you about that home. It's a powerful thing when God has your ear. So give him your ear. Give it to him. i got to obey the Lord this morning. If you're in this room with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're in our Gwinnett campus or coming or Midtown, Spartanburg, wherever you are, He seldom yells. But he said, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Let me in. Let me in. Let me in. in. Open the door. And if you know that you know, that you know this message is for you. If you're a young person, if you're a teenager, if you're a college student and you're at that time of what's the big picture of my life, if you're you're in a season where you're searching and kind of groping in the darkness, trying to find your way and you feel like you're just kind of stumbling, All he wants from you is to surrender. Oh, to Jesus I surrender. Sing it now. you know that the lord is speaking to you this morning get out of your seat and come stand down in this altar and at every campus i want you to do it i don't want people moving in and out please reverence this holy moment this is a holy call that you're answering this is as real as samuel getting up out of his sleep and out of his bed and saying speak lord That's what you're doing when you walk down that aisle. You're saying, speak, Lord, at this crossroad. Speak, Lord, I humble myself. Speak, Lord, I don't know what I need to do. Give me your direction. Speak, Lord, your servant will hear. Come on. Come on. Come on. You don't need to have cluttered ears at this moment in your life. You might miss something at the crossroad. You really need to humble yourself. Something breaks off of you when you humble yourself. And when He speaks, you want what He he speaks. It's very real what I'm preaching today. The whispers of God are very real. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming and every campus. Just obey the Lord. Just obey the Lord. Why would He speak to you more if you want to obey Him when He clearly speaks to you? And you know He's speaking to you. Why would He give you any further? That's how it works. He speaks, you obey. And when you obey, He leads you and gives you the next step. My sheep know my voice. My sheep know my voice. Anyone else? Keep coming. Keep coming, keep coming, keep coming, keep coming. Raise your hands one more time all over this room and pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. And I have come today and I want those ears, those Samuel ears that can hear your voice again I want your voice louder than any other person's voice. I want you to guide me. I want you to free me. I want you to wash me. I want you to cleanse me. I want you to unclutter my ears. And let me be sensitive again. I receive by grace. I receive by the blood of Jesus Christ a washing, a cleansing, a freeing from the old nature, from the old life, from the old ways. My greatest whispers are in my future. And you have new whispers, new directions, new guidance in my life. I open up I say yes Lord to your will and to your way now just begin to praise him just begin to praise him just begin to praise him just begin to to thank Him. just begin to worship him just throw those hands up and just begin to worship him just take a moment I feel like time right now is the biggest enemy so I just rebuke that we take the limits off of the Holy Spirit And we say, speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Speak, Lord, our ears are anointed to hear again. Speak, Lord, new vision, new dreams, new direction, new purpose, and new faith. New faith. In Jesus' name. Now just lift your hands one more time. I'm almost done. But if one whisper could touch three generations, this thing is bigger than you think. This matters right here, right now. One whisper could touch three generations in Elijah's life, and it can happen right here this morning. So just just take a moment and stand in his presence. Just worship him just a moment. Just worship him just a moment. And Lord, we thank you. We praise you. He has a whisper for you coming. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He has a whisper. He's going to lead you. You invited him. And I want to take all the anxiety off of those seniors. And I want to take all the anxiety off the parents. And I want to take all the anxiety about the future off of people who are at a a place you didn't think you would be at this stage in life. But you've been worried about your future. I want you to throw your hands up and I want you to say, I give it all to you, Jesus. I'm not supposed to lead myself. You are my shepherd. You are my shepherd. You are my shepherd. Now, he's lifting anxiety. He's lifting pressure. He's lifting fear. Fear of the future. Don't be afraid of your future. His greatest whispers are coming in your future. Just begin to praise him now. I can't do that for you. I can't do that for you. That's something you have to do. Turn the volume box up on your voice and praise Jesus right now. Praise him with a whole heart of expectation that He will whisper to you in coming days. He will whisper to you somewhere, some way, new direction, new orders from heaven. And you'll know it. I said you'll know it. If you're excited about it, give Him a mighty praise. Give Him a mighty praise. Keep praising Him. Stay right there. It's not noise. No, 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 no. When you praise the Lord, it's an act of faith. The answer's coming. The answer's coming. The answer is coming. The answer is coming. I want to finish with this. This is it. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4 this is my prayer daily lord give me the tongue of the learned that i would know how to speak a word in season to people that are weary and here's the key to that if i'm going to talk to people with a word in season that are weary awaken morning by morning awaken my ear to hear Everybody just say, Lord, morning by morning. Awaken my ears to hear. Give me the tongue of the learned. That when you want to whisper, you don't know if somebody's putting on a big front on the job and they're one minute away from... Somebody might be in this room... Sat last night with a gun and held it up to your brain and said, just you heard a voice, a whisper from hell. Just end it. Just take so many of those pills and just end it. But God says, I'm gonna have people in Isaiah 50 and verse 4. Come on, who will speak a word in season to him that is weary? He awakens me. He did this morning. He awakened my ear to hear. And then to speak a word in season. How many of you want to be that kind of person? That maybe you're, ch- maybe somebody you love, your husband or your wife. You don't know what they're going through, but God can give you a word for them. Wouldn't that be beautiful if we all became conduits of the Holy Spirit's power like that? He's going to do it. He's doing it now. Just thank Him one more time. I'm done. We hope you've enjoyed this teaching by Jensen Franklin, and thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Your prayers and financial support make these programs possible. For more information about this message and other ministry resources, visit us online at jensenfranklin.tv.